Hey, welcome back to The Wheelhouse. In this episode, Kathy, Penny, and I talk about the unexpected place. Where is it? A new episode of The Wheelhouse begins right now. We're back. Welcome to Season 5 of The Wheelhouse. I'm your host, Dr. Grant Chandler, CEO of Students Matter. In this season, I'm delighted to again host a roundtable discussion with two of my favorite leaders in education, Penny Brockway and Catherine Money, focused on one of the foundational components of our framework, accomplishment-driven leadership. In season three, we explored the five arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership, how to plot a growth trajectory, and then how to use those arenas to do what matters most, serve our students by growing our people. In season four, we continued exploring ADL in this roundtable, thinking about the paradigm shifts we need to make on our journey to become accomplishment-driven leaders. In this season, we'll continue to explore this new destination, how to talk about it, how to think about it, and how to bring your team with you as you depart on this journey. At Students Matter, we believe it's our priority as educators to prove to each student and each teacher that they are distinctive and irreplaceable. Together, let's continue to step up to this incredibly important challenge and add additional tools and skills right into our wheelhouse. Good morning and welcome back to The Wheelhouse. I'm Grant Chandler and I'm here with my good friends, Penny Brockway and Kathy Money. Welcome back. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. It's another early morning recording session in The Wheelhouse world. And we're going to pick up where we left off in episode four because, you know, as of course, these conversations are, are organic. Uh, we, of course, have a good idea of where we're going, but the beauty of the, the way that we record these is that you just never know what happens. And luckily, you know, we have the tools to edit when we need to. However, one of the really powerful comments that was made last week that I want to explore further was, you know, one of the reasons that that we have fear out there in the world and sometimes that fear comes from folks who are afraid of accomplishment-driven leaders because they end up, as Kathy said, they end up in spaces where we don't expect leaders to actually show up. And that is unnerving for people, right? That is unnerving for people. And so you know, today in, in this episode, I really think it makes sense to explore then, hey, if we're going to show up as accomplishment-driven leaders, if that means that one of the things that happens is that we show up in unexpected places, <laughs> at unexpected times, um, how do we talk about how do we talk about that? How do we talk about what's our goal as an accomplishment-driven leader? How do we how do we put people's fears to rest? Right? How do we talk about what our intentions are? What are what what really moves us and motivates us as accomplishment-driven leaders? And why are we showing up in these unexpected places? So that is my proposal for our conversation for episode five. So I thought a lot about this since our um, last episode in the sense of, hmm, 
We have a new person coming on board in our district, and my goal has been not to be a fire hose of information, right? So I think about one of the hows is entering with a lot of, um, in the arena of action around poise, right? With a lot of poise around appropriate amounts of information and not um, not just burying people in details, right? Or Or things that are so detailed and, and big that trying to wrap your mind around it becomes overwhelming and intimidating. So that was one of the things I thought, well, we need to raise that to the to a level of understanding too. Yeah, then Penny, the the question that comes to my mind is then how do you how do you determine what what is that information? Because we are so driven with this sense of urgency and understanding that, you know, students are going to be, they're going to be returning to the district very soon. And we have such limited time with them. And so that really delicate balance of not being a fire hose, because if you are, then you shut that person down, right? So as you're trying to to be an accomplishment-driven leader and be in these spaces and you want to do it, you know, yesterday, how, how do, how do you determine? Um, so what first, how, how, where does that start? Yeah. And what, and, and how would you define these unexpected places? Where are they? Where do we I think the first place is, we, I mean, you're in, you're in the buildings, you're in the classrooms, you're, you know, you're with kids, you're in spaces in which we have, the students that we're so you know blessed to be responsible for. So it's it's those spaces that are uncomfortable because it's not in that district office, that central office space, and in, in your where you know many would prefer that you stay. Mm-hmm. Um, and when your district office is separate from the school buildings and separate from children, from the students, you're in those spaces. So that's, to me, that's what that means. Isn't it interesting that the vast majority of of administration buildings, central office administration buildings, are in a building away from children? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the only reason it's unexpected, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Maybe an outsider listening in, although most of us went to school in a traditional school, but maybe an outsider listening would be like, uh, when are we getting to the unexpected? Because aren't those the things you do? Isn't that where you go, right? I mean, my family owns their own business in excavation, and I can't fathom the leaders of the business not showing up on a job site, right? Mm -hmm. And not being, not getting their boots dirty in the dirt. And so in reality, that's, our spaces aren't really unexpected, except status quo has been that it's challenging for an administrator to push in or um, not where they belong, right? Do they really belong out on the playground? Oh, you don't have to go out there for whatever reason, right? Like, um, But that's where the kids are that I need to understand better in order to be able to support you in working with them day in and day out. Because yeah, as a as a leader, it is I've always been, you know, made sure that I've continued to be grounded in why we exist. Mm-hmm. You know, our students are why we exist. And so if you're if you're not in those spaces, you can easily lose sight of that. And so to be in this position in this office that is removed from the work, 
and making decisions. I mean, to me, as as a teacher, as any staff member within a district, I I would be annoyed. <laughs> the leader, you're sitting over there making decisions for me, and you don't even really know what's going on in, in this classroom and in these spaces. So it's always been very challenging for me to make decisions in absence of the people in which those decisions impact. Challenging, yes. The decisions we make are not the best that we can make if it's in void of that. Mm-hmm. I think about joining a child study or or a student, you know, um, conversation around how to support a student support setting or and I and sitting in on those and having, you know, teachers be a little intimidated that someone from central office is there. But the bottom line is, how do we better support you? Right. And this is an inside look at one specific child and the level of support needed. And do we have things in place for teachers to use in order to do that for them to lift? Because if we don't, that that's on us. We have to get those things in place so that teachers have the tools they need to do the work that they need to do. And I think that's the message that is so vitally important to send when we enter these spaces. I'm not here to criticize you. You are making a gazillion decisions every single day, and you have to make them in half a heartbeat. And so I need to make sure that you have tools or know that you have tools that are available. And we have to make sure those tools are appropriate and and useful to you. Um, And so I think sending that message of support is one of the big keys to how you message is it's through that lens at all times to support you as you work with kids, whether I'm talking to a principal or a teacher or a paraprofessional or the lunchroom personnel, um, doesn't matter what seat they're in. So maybe the unexpected place is not necessarily the physical space, the physical location. I show up in a classroom, I show up in a building, I show up in a meeting. Although in in many places that is unexpected, that that alone (laughs) is unexpected. But maybe it's the reason why we are there that is the unexpected place. I just recently been hearing about watching a new superintendent in a district uh, who's not an an accomplishment driven leader? Well, I don't know that. Um, doesn't know of the term, right? <laughs> I've not done any work with this particular superintendent around any of the ideas associated with accomplishment driven leadership. But he's made it he's made it really clear that the work that he's going to do is not in his office, but it's in buildings and classrooms. And I'm like, well, that's fantastic. You know, I mean, you know, on, on first blush, I go, woohoo, right? I mean, this is not a brand new superintendent. This is a seasoned leader uh, who's been, you know, a superintendent all over the country. And, you know, he's like, oh, this, you, where I do my work as the leader is not in my office. It's, you know, it's it's where the action takes place, right? And I was like, woohoo, you know, first blush, you know, you applaud and you go, woohoo. And then my second question, my you know, as I'm as I was sitting there thinking about that then the rest of the week, and I was like, what's his intent? Mm-hmm. What's his intent? Is his intent to catch people? Right. right? Gotcha. Is his intent to criticize 
the work that's like, you know, and again, I'm not saying that is his intent because I don't have any idea, but I was like, but I wonder what that intent is. Right. And I know that, that, that whole idea of, holy cow, this guy's going to be everywhere is again, this is the subject of today, right? It is unnerving, right. For, for the people who work there, right. Because he has not, he, apart from saying, you know, Hey, my work is in buildings and classrooms. You know, that's great. But again, you know, what's your intent? <laughs> what's your, what are you going to do when you're there? Right. What are you going to do when you're there? And I think that is when we think about the unexpected place. I mean, I think that's the part that is the most unnerving, right? Is it isn't that you show up it, that in alone can be unnerving, right? Be, especially for people who never see a leader in those places. But then why? Why are you showing up there? And then if that's the case, in our model of accomplishment-driven leadership, we wouldn't let people ask that question because that's unnerving and that disrupts the work and the intention and the journey. So my question to my brilliant friends is, how do we explain? What is it that we actually say and do before we show up in those unexpected places so that to minimize, right, to minimize that fear. I immediately was thinking about the work um, that needs to happen with the building leaders. You know, so what is what does that look like to be in partnership, you know, with with them, you know, so that they understand, you know, what it looks like. So when you're coming alongside your building leaders and supporting them within each of the buildings, then you're in sync. When you're supporting that person in your, you you think that you're in step with one another and then you walk away and then that building leader has some different conversations about, well, Kathy said, you know, that that undermines that whole, all of the work of an accomplishment-driven leader. So that's what I was thinking about, Grant, when you were talking through that, that it's how do we kind of cascade that, right? You know, it's not all of a sudden, you can message it, talk about this is what I believe, and then our actions match that. And it's, being in partnership with those with the other leaders within the district so that that message is consistent across. So it's not you're starting to build that capacity um, amongst the leaders in the the district versus sabotaging that work. I agree, Kathy, and I think in my mind it comes from and I a way of me uh, languaging what I think you said too is, it is a process of continual, continual, continual support. And, and and you have to be wanted in a space, right? And not that you don't, as a leader, have to push into spaces sometimes that they absolutely don't want you there. But by that, I just mean knowing and growing the relationship between you and that building leader or the building leader and a teacher. So whichever of those frames you put yourself in or you're in, um, growing that relationship to the degree that you know. Like when I said push into a child study, I would never never have gone to a child study without first working alongside of the principal to say, hey, would this be a good place for me to better understand 
how we support, if I listened in and we were able to dialogue around that, would that help you? Oh my gosh, that would be great help. I mean, you almost always hear that, but that comes from building a relationship where you have a comfort level to say, maybe child studies the place we should sink our teeth into for a minute and let's converse around that. So it it's not that you jump into those places on first blush. I mean, as a brand new principal, I remember way back in my first principalship, um, I was a secondary teacher uh, becoming a principal in a third through fifth grade building. And I didn't even know we taught kids to read. I mean, let's be real. And so I had to say to my teachers, I don't know anything. I So I'm going to come in your, pl- in your space because, and, and I, I wasn't an accomplishment driven leader. I didn't know that term, nor understand any of those concepts at the time, but it was me knowing I needed to know the business I was about to lead if I was going to be able to be effective for them. Right. And, you know, in a way that was one of the healthiest starts ever <laughs> in my career in the sense that I didn't know what I didn't know, but I wanted to support people, genuinely support wherever they were. And so presuming and assuming they were doing the best they could do with what they brought to the table. And that's what I strive to be today. You're bringing the best you've got and I'm bringing the best I have. Where can I support you? Where can I go with you that I can better understand what you're struggling with or what you need or what you want to celebrate? With one of the principles I currently work with, that's our that's our frame. What are we going to celebrate today? Let's go see something we can celebrate. And you know, always from a celebration, leaders want the next step. And that conversation becomes very organic out of that. Um, I don't think that's any different. When I say leaders, I mean, and I I think people sometimes separate this. I mean, teachers, Mm -hmm. they want a next step. They want to grow. They want the support. Um, But we've done a lot of damage to how we've attempted to deliver that in the past. And we've assumed a lot of negativity, I think. And I think those are two of the things we have to be super careful of and be very poised as one of our arenas in how we enter into those places. You know, back to your question around, so what is, how do you, how do you do that? And there's just, just, there isn't this linear path. <laughs> it just isn't, you know, you, you do this and then you do a checklist. Um, it just doesn't, it doesn't work that way because you were working with humans. And so thinking about their experiences those fears that we talked about during our last episode and and what what they've experienced in order to then build these these walls and what that what that looks like and i was thinking about my my first week really as a principal as an elementary brand new elementary principal and and being in spaces with students and really knowing that um, sometimes in our roles as principals um, there, we, we have to deal with discipline, right? We have, we have some, some naughty kids. And um, that was really my driving force because there was just this, this student that um, I, I, I didn't know his name. <laughs> I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't even, connect with him as a human because I just didn't simply know his name. And that became my driving force that I'm, I need to be in these spaces because I got to know these kids and I'm never, those relationships are are never going to be able to be built if I'm not. So I think about that with the, the adults and not, 
I how do I ever even begin to know them to be able to support them if I'm not in those spaces? So I think it's coming at that with that human connection. I just I just really want to know you and what that means in in sometimes not talking about the work. It's talking about you and you know what matters to you and starting to to connect as humans so that we can start to see those walls crumble a bit. And that's what I, I had to do. And that's what I was thinking about as Penny was was walking through all of that was that human connection is mm-hmm. back to the answer to your question. Where do you begin? I can I connect with you as as a human and that's different for each and every one of us. Yeah, it's back to each, right? Yeah. Each one. Yeah. The entry point's different. It's funny that you can think about the principals or the teachers that you've worked with. And the entry point of of deeper conversation is just like these <laughs> podcasts, right? It's as organic as it gets. Once you get to know each other, um, you find where that that ability to talk about things that go deep and then, of course, spread across all the work because something clicks, right? The light bulb goes on or um, you just understand each other so well that you're able to meet needs that um, maybe we didn't even realize we had. And uh, what a what a phenomenal way to get up and go to work every day. Yeah, and that's where that discretionary effort comes into play. You know, we, we want people, we don't, you don't want to force it. You want people to be able to, to choose to come alongside, to choose to believe in this, this, destination in which we're so charged to 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 head to to navigate towards and we can't do that if we come in like a a bull in a in a china shop and and sometimes those and it, it's just interesting cuz the conversation i was having with our leadership team he was around so how how do you process right so i went through this whole you probably heard of you know these compass points and are you a north a south east west and you know how you process and and even understanding that i'm a person that is going to um i need to jump in i need these details i mean so then we could refer to that and know that we got to do some big picture thinking before we get into those finer details. And so for our big picture people, we're going to we're going to focus there but for those of you who just need to like just come on already Kathy stop talking and just give let's get this task done um understanding that about the the people around the table is vitally important because then it gives us something to to connect with as we're trying to have some conversations that might be a bit uncomfortable, but it's about knowing the people. It's about knowing the people and it's about making that human connection, but then it's about how we communicate that change in destination, right? And what what is an accomplishment-driven leader all about? And I think it, we have to be explicit, right? Because we're going to function differently than a traditional leader, right? And that, because everybody watches the leader, right? Everybody watches every move the leader makes. And that makes them crazy, right? It makes them crazy when they don't understand. So I think it's also important at the appropriate moment and with the right entry, right? That we, an ADL is constantly talking about the new destination, constantly talking about that new destination. They're constantly inviting people in, right, to 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 join them in that journey. And then you think about 
you know, hey, what's my what's my job as the leader? Well, my job is to figure out how we get to that destination. It's and to take those steps toward that. And and you know, my job meaning collaboratively, right? You know, I'm not just going to dictate that, but you know, my job in the in the in the seat I'm in, whether that's building district or classroom, is to you know, is to understand where the journey is and how we get there. My job is to ensure that we're all learning and growing because that's a part of how we get there. My job is to navigate difficulties, which requires me to be incredibly poised. My job is to create discretionary effort so that we all we all value and appreciate this journey and want to do things. And I think it's also important for them to understand how we are going to use those arenas to help us get there because we're going to we're going to function differently we're going to think differently we're going to talk differently and we all know we've had the three of us have had have had experiences right where thinking differently acting differently doing things differently unnerves people who are very very traditional who are okay who are okay with some, <laughs> as long as some make it, it's okay. As long as it's the right some, you know, we, we know we've, we've all had interaction with those people. And we also have seen how, when we function differently, they struggle to, to understand that. Right. And I think we also have to make what we're doing and why we're doing it and how we're doing it even more explicit, you know, when those opportunities, you know, when it's right, right. That's not how you start. But I think that's an important part of of the work. What do you think about that? It's the beauty and the complication at the exact same time mm-hmm. of the work that that we do. And in an accomplishment driven leader has to have that courage to be able to then do everything that you just talked about, Grant. And you have to because live. while you're doing all that, you're so you're you're dodging. Bullets. <laughs> yes, you are dodging lots of things being thrown at you, because mm-hmm. um, oftentimes, out of fear, in with change, that when we're trying to bust through that status quo, people respond in in interesting ways. That in order in order to stop you mm-hmm. to stop it from moving, right? We like we like going to that destination. It's comfortable. Mm-hmm. We know mm-hmm. it. Don't mm-hmm. take us into that water is dark and murky and we're not really sure, you know, it's safe. And and there's a there's a fight within yourself for a long time, right? When you're trying to change destinations, when you're trying to change where you're truly headed and you've been living a status quo of some variety, right? There's this constant struggle. Um, and you have to be honest, I think, and transparent about some of that struggle that, oh, I just caught myself in making a decision that, wow, I, I was only thinking about adults in that decision. I was not thinking about what children needed. Um, we're very trained for that. And sometimes we don't even recognize it. So then we have to live that out and we have to be real. I, and I think that's where um, I look back and I think, oh, <laughs> I, you know, I have to live that out in my own life. It's about um, truly owning the destination for myself first before I can ask that of anyone else. Um, and that's, I, I think that's what the work of striving to be an ADL, whether you ever get there or not, I don't know. Uh, But that's what the work of it helps you recognize is the change within yourself and 
and how you live that out. And I know that's what you're asking, Grant. How do you message that? How do you share that? It's in every single thing you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the case for every leader, whatever you own as your compass, as your direction, as your be all end all result. Um, whatever you own at the core of who you are comes out eventually. It can't not. There's too many fires, too many barriers, um, too many decisions to make. You who you are really shines through. And um, and sometimes for me, that hasn't always been for the good, uh, but always I want it to be for children. And um, I've had to grow into that, right? Leaving some things behind. And I think that's real for a lot of people. Final thoughts as we wrap up this episode of The Wheelhouse. As always, just keep me thinking. <laughs> so, you know, and in, in continuing to to grow our ourselves, and I I appreciate that we get to do that in a in a space that uh, hopefully is allowing people to to think and and want to do things a bit different as well. Yeah, and it's today's made me really think about how it feels to be a student recipient. <laughs> of leadership throughout um, a district and entity uh, that were that's on an ADL path that just brings a great smile to my face. But anyways, I was just thinking about that as you said. Any last thoughts? Yeah, what would it feel like, right, to be that kid? And um, I think that's where our minds have to be, our hearts have to be at all times. I would love to be to to see a an organization where instead of people judging every move that a leader makes right uh that they that they would say something like we are all growing and that looks differently and it's not linear and it can be messy sometimes but in this space with that person we are all growing and with that i'll leave you we'll see you next week And that wraps up another episode of The Wheelhouse. New episodes of Season 5 drop every Tuesday beginning June 20th and running through August 22nd. The Wheelhouse is a production of Students Matter LLC. Our show's theme music, Off We Go, was written and performed by Cody Martin and obtained through Soundstripe.com. If you'd like to explore this topic further and take our online series of four courses, Exploring Accomplishment-Driven Leadership, Or if you have something you'd like to share or a leadership problem you'd like to see us address, drop us a line at registrar at ourstudentsmatter.org. You can find me on Mastodon and, of course, stop by our website and check out what we offer at www.ourstudentsmatter.org. You can subscribe to this podcast on either iTunes or Spotify, and it can be also found on many other places where you can get your podcasts or on our website at Captivate, and that's HTTPS forward slash forward slash the dash wheelhouse dot Captivate dot FM forward slash episodes. If you like our show, please leave us a review. I'd love to hear what you like. Together, our goal is to continually enhance and utilize our arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership, proving to each student and each teacher that they are both distinctive and irreplaceable as hard work. But being an educator is the noblest of all professions. Until next time, remember, 
We got this. 